0: 2020 bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au When you think of the most populous nations on the face of the earth, your mind probably goes to China and secondarily India. With these nations over a billion people in each, it's just amazing the opportunities that are there for reaching out to people who've never heard the gospel or who have in some ways been caught up with other religious ideas. Let's talk about India today. What an amazing nation and still hundreds of millions of people in India who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and never had the opportunity to respond. Our guest to talk to about India today, his name is one of those amazing names that if you're a student of any church history, you'll be familiar with the name John Wesley. Well, Reverend John Wesley is joining us. He's the General Secretary of the India Evangelical Mission. John Wesley, welcome along. Thank you. Thank
1: you for this opportunity to come to Vision Christian Radio.
0: Let me ask you first, John, uh, your name. Uh, did you have Christian parents and your parents decided to name you John Wesley after the famous preacher?
1: Yes, uh, uh, we. I was born for a Christian parents who came from Syrian Christian background. And uh, when they came to know the Lord, they were reading the biography of John Wesley. And uh, they were out of their uh, inspiration. They said to the Lord when I was conceived, if it is a male child, that we will name him John Wesley. That's how I
0: got my name. So is it John Wesley by name, John Wesley by nature? Do you feel as though you've stepped into some shoes? Is there something special about having a name like that which gives you a certain boldness and an ability to be able to preach the gospel?
1: Definitely, because uh, by name itself, when uh, when I read John Wesley's biography, it gives me inspiration to be like him, And the same way that my parents' prayer was that I need to become like one of him. And so that's why I have that uh, name for me.
0: Well, John, I want to talk to you today about the amazing opportunities that there are in the nation of India. Now, if I reflect for just a moment on the India Evangelical Mission, started back in 1965, uh, a few rupees and a bicycle and there were a missionary or two that got to work preaching the gospel. And in that time, the organization, the ministry has grown to as many as 600 churches. You've got about 900 staff that are working through India. And you're on a growth curve. Things have continued to grow in those years.
1: Yes. Um, for the past 50 years, the Lord has taken us uh, the growth the path and we praise God for uh, the humble beginnings that we had. And then you know, the Lord added uh, the mission workers as we go along. Every year we take about 30 uh, mission, missionary candidates and we train them and send them into the mission field. And that's how our growth has been.
0: Let me ask you about changes to mm-hmm. Christianity over that time, and I know you've been associated with the India Evangelical Mission for the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the changes that have come, because uh, Christians initially were being converted uh, from the poorer sections of the Indian society, but things have changed dynamically. Tell us about Christians in India today. Uh, today, Indian
1: Christians are well-placed, well, uh, well placed, uh, and they are they are... Uh, in different uh, major roles that they are playing in uh, uh, in the secular world, in government, in different uh, walks of life and the, uh, and they are well to do these days and and uh, at the same time there are uh, some people who are from the underprivileged segment that they they are all still there and they are coming up.
0: Now, let's get into these opportunities. Mm. Oftentimes, when I'm talking to someone from India and mm. we're reflecting on Indian society, we reflect on uh, the dangers that are there for Christians today because I've discussed at different times a rise in Hindu nationalism, uh, which even mm. though you have, uh, in, in a sense, a, a level playing field because your constitution says that there is a freedom of religion uh, that everyone can have their say. There is a sense in which there are some forces that work against you. Uh, those things, uh, they don't seem to be hindering the forward movement of the gospel.
1: Yes, of course. We have the opposition not only today. It has been there all along. And in the midst of that, the cha- the opportunities are much, much higher. People are accepting Christ. Wherever we have gone and uh, we have uh, proclaimed the gospel People have said, why did you delay coming? We had been, if we would have come earlier, maybe my fathers and my forefathers would have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. So the welcoming spirit of the gospel everywhere we can see. And the people who have accepted, uh, people among whom we are working, they have accepted Jesus Christ. And we have no problem in sharing the gospel with them.
0: You're based in Bangalore in India, and that's the central headquarters. Uh, Where do those 600 churches go? Are they close to Bangalore or are they spread out right around the nation?
1: They are spread right around the nation. We are in the 29 states. Some of the states we have just began our work. In some states we have have started the work about 30 years back, 40 years back. Uh, Every year we open new mission fields. And um, uh, these churches are spread in all around the country.
0: And you say that as those churches are opening up in new centers, there are so many opportunities where people have been not reached before with the gospel uh, that when you find a community that already has a Christian representative there, someone who's preaching and working with the people, Mm -hmm. uh, you find a different community and they're not hard to find at all
1: yeah they're not hard to find at all what we do is we we send a survey team when we came when we come to know that there are some people who have not come to know the lord jesus christ or some people groups some communities some ethnic groups are there who are not reached with the gospel of jesus christ then we do the survey and then we find if uh, the there is no other christian witnesses whatsoever is there then we plunge into action. We send our missionaries, we open the mission field and we start working.
0: And of course, the people who are your missionaries, mm-hmm. they are Indian nationals. It's not people who are coming from uh, Western nations, uh, you know, putting our hat on and saying, we're going to be missionaries to India. These are Indian nationals who are being raised up and they're being very effective in the mission field. Of
1: course, uh, because uh, they need not, uh, you know, uh, get adjusted with the, with the climate. With, they need not get adjusted adjust with the food habits. And though India is countries of country, because there are every state has got its own food habits, uh, lifestyle, their clothing, and everything is uh, different. Um, so we give them a minimum training uh, of nine months to get adjusted to uh, live among a people group and get to know their worldview and uh, contextualize, contextualize the gospel to them, so that they will be able to easily know. The, the truth of the gospel and to respond to the gospel.
0: John, stay with us. We'll come back and continue our conversation in just a few moments. I'm interested in raising up those leaders in India because I suspect that's a key to the whole growth of what happens with Christianity in a nation like India. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. The Reverend John Wesley is our guest. He's General Secretary of the India Evangelical Mission. Uh, we'll talk some more in just a short while. We're taking some time to talk about the amazing opportunities that there are in India for sharing the gospel, for planting churches, and it's not necessarily you and I as Aussies that would go to India to actually go and plant those churches, but... Boy, oh boy, the opportunities that are there for Indian nationals to be raised up. The Reverend John Wesley is our guest, and what an amazing name for an amazing minister of the gospel. He's General Secretary of the Indian Evangelical Mission. John, if we talk about the way that churches grow, and I'm talking about denominations, there's 600 churches in your organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way it grows Mm. is by raising up leaders. Mm. This is one of the passions of your heart.
1: That's right. Um first of all, let me um, give you the vision of uh, the mission. The vision is gospel to every person and a church among every people group. This is the vision with which we are working. And we are not a denomination. Our call is to plant churches. Wherever there is no churches, we look at that ethnic group, the community, and we want to see a church is planted. And then raise local leaders in those churches and train them and make the church self sufficient self growing church and when they are able to stand on their own and in their governance then we we move on to other places and in this we need every year, every year we want to train 30 young people to go into those unreached people groups and keep on
0: uh, proclaiming the gospel. And, of course, one of the reasons why you would be here in Australia is to make new friends, to find some more partners, because... The way that you actually increase the growth of the church there uh, in India is by having people support the work that you're doing. How important is it, how valuable is it uh, for you to actually meet new people, to make new friends while you're in Australia and and actually have them support prayerfully and even financially to what you're doing?
1: Yeah, it is very important that we have friends of IEM in different countries and we have friends of IEM Australia. And uh, we um, look forward to their prayers and their financial support. And that will help us to move forward.
0: Tell me which sections of India... Are the most in need at this time? Where you've got your focus set, uh, sending new leaders, new teams into these particular areas. Uh, which area are they nearby Bangalore, or are they in certain sections around the nation where you can identify that those are the the key areas to target?
1: Most of the uh, places that are very much in need is in North India, and so we send our missionaries to Jammu and Kashmir. Um, from Jammu Kashmir to downward into different states uh, of uh, our country.
0: Now, also in the studio with us today is Vincent Devashayam. Now, Vincent is the Australian representative of Indian Evangelical Mission. Hello, Vincent. Welcome along. Hello, Neil. Vincent, tell me how important it is for Aussies to be considering supporting an organisation like your Indian Evangelical Mission.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a lot we can do in terms of prayer. I believe that prayer is a key focus we always concentrate on. And we gather some people in four different areas in Brisbane and Gold Coast as well. So every week there is something happening amongst these uh, prayer groups. So people come and pray and we pray by name. And God moves the, the hearts of the people in India and and, and the, the Lord is touching many people's lives, and they're giving their lives unto God.
0: And you're interested in meeting some more Aussies who would like to be supportive of your ministry.
1: That's right, yes.
0: And I'll give a website address in just a few moments as to how you can get in touch with these guys. Uh, John Wesley, when we talk about the church in India we were talking about the opportunities. There are also some threats, Mm -hmm. Uh, rising Hindu nationalism, uh, the challenges that are a part of persecution that we're seeing in so many nations around the world. Uh, When it comes to Christian believers in India, are they standing up under uh, the challenges that are rising? Yes, we have
1: great challenges, persecution, opposition,
0: atrocities toward the
1: Christian, um, the new believers, and there are uh, different uh, strategies that they are applying for so that they can be reconverted back into Hinduism. That's also happening. In the midst of that, you know we have
0: opportunities. These are the opportunities, aren't they, where you've got a threat which somehow or other makes everyone who is a follower of Jesus Christ sharpened in their faith and looking for the opportunities. Is that the way you describe the Indian Christians who are a part of your movement? They're ready to go. They're filled with the Holy Spirit, and they're filled with a certain sort of holy boldness that comes because of the the fact that there is a threat against them. Exactly. You know, it's mind-boggling for us to look at these new
1: believers who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Their prayers, their commitment, their faith is tremendous. And uh, as a new believer they are willing to uh, stand any kind of threat any kind of opposition and they are together and they because that they have their lives has been transformed they want to live for Christ and they are committed to that
0: well i want to thank you for sharing your heart with us today and also to Vincent Devashayam who is the contact here in australia i'll give a website it's the website f i e m a dot net. That's F-I-E-M-A dot net. And that's how you can connect with Vincent and become perhaps a supporter of the Indian Evangelical Mission. Uh, to you, John Wesley, and to you, Vincent, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil, for Thank having us. Thank
1: you, Neil, for having us here